ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's back to the arena. The interviews with DC the DJ. Hello again, everybody. I am DC, the host of Back to the Arena, the syndicated radio show heard on great stations in over 10 countries worldwide. And we take the interviews out of that radio show and bring them to you on this podcast Back to the arena, the interviews, and today we're going to be talking with a member of the band Vega who had a brand new album out uh, called Battle Lines, dropped on September 8th of 2023, and we're going to talk with them right after this quick break. Stick around. Another great episode of Back to the Arena, the interviews is up next. The band Vega is back with album number eight, and this time you can also get it as a limited edition red double vinyl with extra music and right now to talk to us about the album battle lines is drummer pete Nudek from the band vega pete welcome to back to the arena hi daryl nice to see you again yeah good to have you on the show so how do i get Thanks, a copy of that vinyl that you're flashing on this camera here i'm just trying to fit it in my computer now so i can email it straight <laughs> to yeah where's the floppy disk drive yeah 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 <laughs> So tell us about the new album and, and how people can get that cool vinyl option. Uh, well, first off, the new album. I'll talk about the new album. Uh, it's called Battle Lines. We're immensely proud. Uh, the writing process was really, really a, a joy to be a part of. Um, it was produced and mixed by myself. Uh, the main part of the writing was uh myself and nick where we no, we left nothing off the table so we pushed each other we pushed the boundaries as far as we possibly could we barely argued we just respected each other's opinions which meant we always try everything and we're immensely proud of this album probably for for me uh, i've been involved in a million albums this is probably my proudest moment as a writer producer and a mixer i'm ridiculously happy with the results yeah. i hope everything else is as well yeah i mean i am for whatever that's worth uh, you, you plus one more yeah yeah have you heard it <laughs> you've yeah. heard it. oh yeah i've heard the whole thing we're going to talk about it yeah cool cool yeah. man so um, t tell me how long from the song that when you first started writing the first song to the very end did it take you guys to write all these songs for battle lines um I, I'd say it's probably eight to nine months where okay. we started, we had a core of songs and then we started to fine tune what we had. Some of the songs, um, one of the singles, Love to Hate You, it had three different choruses, all, all musically different and really? uh, melody different. And we'd, uh, so Nick would come to my studio and we'd say, right, let's have a go at, love to hate you so we do it and then i'd mix it down then i'd send it to nick we'd have a pause for a day and then we'd get on the phone and be like 
we'd both be saying, hmm, we could change that. We could do this. What about that? And it actually so happened that there were so many songs in backing track form that I'd written. Um, I, I found another chorus in another demo that I knew I, I kept thinking about it, thinking, do you know what? I think that would slot straight in. And I just had to edit the glide chord, the one from the pre-chorus into the chorus slightly. And I slotted it in, sent it back to Nick. And he literally said, he phoned me, he said, right, I'm in my car, I'm on my way. He said, I've got a million ideas for this already. And um, when we got here, he put his ideas down and then I gave him my original ideas and uh, we ended that that's how we ended up with what we had in love to hate you. But that just shows when you said about the process, it shows that we pushed and pushed until we felt that we could get no further with, you know, it, it's, it's striving for that perfection. And uh, that's what we did. And, uh, all credit to the other guys because when they came in and added their parts to the core of the songs, we're in full production there and everybody's flying, you know. So the the melody that you originally had or or whatnot, that's kind of in the hopper for another song another day, right? We might be able to use that. Yeah, yeah. somewhere along the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. We've, we've still got, we've got tracks left over, so... I don't think it's going to be very long. I've started to get ideas in my head for new songs already as well. Very cool. I need to take, yeah, just, just do a double album. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a bit like yeah, it's a bit late for for that now. But I think you know, uh, the the thing is, is we don't want to do it too quickly. Otherwise, it may sound like the last album. Yeah, you know, and you want to establish some, um, you know, realistic gap. So you have some more originality to put in for the for the next yeah. album. And so why was Love to Hate You the song that we got the first peak of the new album? Why did you choose that song? Um, I think it was a combination of the, the record label and us. Okay. Um, and there are other stories involved with that. We, at, at one point, we believed that we had at least seven or eight singles on the album. Now, normally uh, a label like Frontiers, who are fantastic, their their maximum single outlet would be, I'm, I'm gonna say three, three singles per album. And we told them that we want to do at least four. I would have done seven, <laughs> being really honest. Um, but there's a story behind that where, um, we couldn't decide. None of the band can decide. We all had favourite tracks. It was my job, may, mainly as the producer, to actually look at what tracks we had, although I had my favourites, and try and establish which would be the best received in the public eye that were relative to selling the album. So it gets quite complicated. So we ended up having... Uh, a band barbecue and inviting some friends and having the the album in its entirety on a loop. Um, we made everyone shut up <laughs> and listen to the album and pick 
their favourites or, or pick the singles. So we got a bit closer by doing that. We thought we had a definite and then we changed our minds um, <laughs> after that again. So it was so, it was ridiculously different, difficult. But um, I think a few of us believed that Love to Hate You would be, you know, the big single along with Battle Lines. So, yeah. you know. There yeah, so I actually have my favorites, and I'm going to talk to you about those in a second. But I also want to talk about the song "Battle Lines," the title track. Um, one yep. of my favorite style videos you guys did. You know, the old band in the studio video. I, yep. I love watching those more than yep. more than like a produced video and all that. Uh, tell me about the song "Battle Lines." Uh, "Battle Lines" uh, again. The original idea was uh, musically was from myself, um, and. The, the whole concept that Nick wrote to was actually, um, it was nothing military. It was about real life situations where when you, when you have relationships, be it in a marriage, be it in friendships, being it in work relationships, um, if you want to strive to have what you would in, entail as a, a or describe as a fantastic relationship to move forward. If you're having problems, you are going to have disagreements. And the main lyric in that is we're going to fight. We don't need to lie about this. So don't hide. Let's bring it all to the table. Let's disagree and let's move on. So we're all in a better place. And by doing that you draw your battle lines and that's it you know you meet on that battle line and you you hash it out you know
That is the title track off of Battle Lines from Vega, and we're going to have more conversation with drummer Pete Nudek right after this quick break. Stick around. More back to the arena. The interviews is on the way. The podcast bringing artists closer to you. It's back to the arena. The interviews. We are back talking with Pete Nudek from the band Vega. And Pete, I missed the meaning of Battle Lines, but that's okay. Uh, I just love to crank it up and just rock sometimes. Yeah, me, me too. But the, the funniest thing is um, the concept, the early concept of the video was, in my head, was <laughs> supposed to be quite a down type of affair, you know, with maybe some disagreements going on in in the in the film yeah and we end up making the happiest video that we've ever made <laughs> yeah well you know you're it was a good video i i enjoy the video yeah, fantastic i'm glad Be- you liked it between yeah. the the in the studio and just like a, a a live performance you know those are my favorite i don't need you know, actors and and everybody trying yeah. to depict what the video is about. Just let me let me see the band. Let me see them doing their thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. All right. Tell, so, me, about, tell me about your other favorite. Tracks. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask about a couple of those. Um, there was hard to choose. There was a lot of great songs, but one of my favorite songs on the album was the song "Run with Me." Uh, can you tell me about that one? Oh, do you know what? I had a feeling you were going to say that. <laughs> so, I. Actually, so a lot of the production, I actually wanted to paint, because obviously the lineup of Vega has changed considerably with uh, what a lot of Vega fans termed as the original songwriters departing from the band. Um, And uh, what I wanted to do with the production and the writing was actually make sure that I paid respect to the Vega fans that Vega had got on board from five years ago, 10 years ago. Uh, So in some styles of songwriting, I wanted to make sure that it sounded like Vega from the off. And Run With Me is definitely one of those. Um, With the keyboard intro, you know. And, And I decided that I wanted to put some real production in it you can hear things going on left and right and uh you know uh it's one of my favorite songs on the album and i bought it to the table for playing live and uh it got pushed off the edge of the table <laughs> damn it yeah yeah so uh you know you can't win them all can you but yeah yeah i'm really proud of, of that because if there is a song that sounds like old vega meets new vega yeah that's definitely the one you know yeah it's an awesome song and now i also i mean like i said there was a lot of songs but i'm I try to limit it to three uh, another song that i really liked was the song gotta be you oh fantastic fantastic yeah it's one of my favorite and that's one of the i think that's the third track that we wrote and completed um just balls out you know um Four on the floor in the chorus, which, you know, well, that's another thing. As a drummer that came into the band only three years ago, um, I, I've i played with some metal acts, you know, melodic rock acts, and I only really discovered how good four on the floor was when I joined Vega. And then whenever I've done any session work, 
I've put I've been sticking four on the floor everywhere, you know. But <laughs> what I like about um Gotta Be You is it's got the melodic verses uh against the the steady bass line and then it really sort of kicks off and kicks up a gear for the for the chorus um and that that song uh nick's lyrical content is about actually always move forward you know be someone even if being someone means that you're a family man and you're pl- proud of your kids that really is being someone but give yourself a purpose. Yeah. You know. Very cool. Now, you know, the first song on the album, that, that's my other choice. Uh, that song kicked ass right from the get-go. Uh, talk about heroes and zeros. That's all, again, Nick's lyrical content. Um, another another track, incidentally, with four on the floor again. But, you know, that's party to the Vega sound, you know. But, again, you know, we're trying to write, as well as writing battle lines, and run with me. We're trying to write songs that people are going to appreciate live, where it's high energy and uh, it's kick ass and it's nice and loud and in your face. And you know, Heroes and Zeros is definitely one of those where um, the first part in the writing of that was actually the the guitar part, which I woke up. And it was going around my head. I'd worked it all out. And then uh, I was sat here, sat here with my guitar, trying to, and I was going, and I couldn't do it fast enough. (laughs) But eventually I got it down. And uh, that was actually, that was the start of Heroes and Zeros. It was actually that riff. Which started the song, and it was built around that. Wow, very cool. I mean, it was a great. I would have thought usually bands do the first song on the album is the first video. You guys jumped to song number four, I guess, collectively from the barbecue. Well, yeah, I'm I'm usually <laughs> a big fan of any album that I've made. I, I or I've advised bands who I've produced or mixed is always put your single number two. Really? So I don't know how this has happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because I, I think that's how they, they used to do it back in the day. I'd always, you know, you buy an album for the single, you'd end up skipping to number two first. You yeah, know? and number four was always the ballad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah four or five, yeah. yeah. Right, we've got to slow it down now. We'll have the ballad now. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, two other songs that rocked on the album was God Save the King, even though us yep. Americans, you know, I still love that song. And the song 33s and 45s, young people probably don't even know what that stands for. Yeah, uh, again, all credit to Nick for uh, um, coming up with that. And it's actually embracing those good old days where you'd hear something on the radio, you'd go and buy the 33. Uh, That's the speed of it. So an album would run at uh, 33 revolutions per minute and a, and a third 33 and a third 33 and a third yeah. <laughs> which which three of those made a hundred just about yeah and uh the 45s were the singles yeah. which would run at 45s and they were they were half the size and uh it, it's a very reminiscent song you know that back in the day when you get it and you get you get home and you put you'd feel a sense of achievement that you've caught the bus into town and uh, <laughs> you 
got your carrier bag with two or three albums. Then you get home and you couldn't wait to get home and put it on and open the open the sleeve up, you know, and read all the notes and follow the lyrics and all the rest of it. And, you know, it's coming back a bit, isn't it? Which, yeah. You know, it's now relevant to, uh, to this time. Incidentally, God Save the Queen, um, again, started with the riff, and the counter melody in the chorus, which is um, it was built uh, around that, but it's actually not about our monarchy. It's about uh, priva- privileged people and how much they take the piss out of society yeah. and how pathetic and narcissistic a lot of these types of people are but obviously you do get that relevance from uh you know i i'm for our monarchy a lot of a lot of our band uh i think they uh they sit on the fence about it but um i don't see them doing any harm um for the for our country for the tourism except the fact that we we have a royal family that seems to be falling apart by reputation yeah. now which is <laughs> yeah. a bit of a shame yeah you know i, I noticed when you started talking about it out of habit you said god save the queen just because you've probably been saying that for decades and now you got to change it up it's so strange you know <laughs> i i've since i've been alive i've only known the queen yeah and the queen was a natural term of you know endearment if if you like where when you said the queen, you knew who, who it was. It's really awkward to say the king. Yeah, you know? I bet. It sounds too regal for me as much as anything because <laughs> I'm so not used to it. But, yeah, um, <laughs> I I grew up with a queen. Yeah. Um, and now I'm, uh, I'm having to get used to saying, oh, there's the king on the TV. And it just doesn't work with me. Yeah. Because I've only <laughs> ever known him as Prince Charles. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, God save the prince. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's some lucky rock fans in the UK. Uh, as I see, you have some tour dates for September and October listed on your Facebook. Are you going to tour outside of the UK after that? Well, it, it being really honest, if it if it can if it can even break even, the 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 problems are we at, at, at the level we're at. We'd love to come over to the states. We really, really would, but it's finding someone who's willing to put their money where their mouth is and get us over there because we do have a fan base in the States, whether it can, you know, whether it can pay, um, it's not about greed. It's whether it, it can sustain itself. I'm happy to go home with no money, but I obviously earn a living from music, Right. but the opportunity to play in front of these people is is huge but so it's not about the money it's it's actually about not losing your life savings or a promoter so if there's a promoter out there that would stick his neck out we'd be there in a heartbeat without any any doubt um we do have some dates in europe next year and uh we're at that time of year where things do start coming in sort of between october and christmas your diary starts filling up again. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, but we'll keep you informed. There is, um, I do have um, 
there is a New England rock festival who are interested with Vega, but the issue is, I think the working visas are are more than the fee for the band. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I mean, it's it sucks because there's so many bands from the UK and from Sweden and Italy that I would love to see, but nobody can come here because of the uh, the cost of the visa and the process. It's 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 actually um, the same coming from America to Europe, especially the UK. I played uh, drums for Ted Poley last week at a festival over here, and his flight costs, by the time his booking was confirmed, um, his flight costs had tripled, you know. So it's just so hard because obviously the work permit and the price is forever increasing, and we are in a, a bit of a cost of living crisis as well, you know. Um, everybody's trying to get more money out of life, aren't they? You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, it sucks, but I get it. You know, it's. it's I'll have to live vicariously through YouTube or something like that, and, and to see him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's... with the album now out, uh, what's next for you uh, besides the tour? Uh, more videos coming up. Um. For for the band, as I said, you know, we've got the tour at the end of September and all the way through October. Um, and then we'll see what bookings come in for next year. Um, we are off to Sweden, like I said. Well, I said Europe. We're off to Sweden. We're looking at Spain as well. So there's, there's a few things going on. Um, and we'll see what happens. I think it's, the, the the picture gets clearer as time goes on you know um yeah for sure well i appreciate your time i know you're a busy guy everybody wants to talk with vega um they can get more information about you guys at vegaofficial.co.uk they can follow you on facebook at vega i'm sorry at facebook at official vega page there we go and instagram at vega uk Uh, Pete, thanks for uh talking with us a pleasure to meet you and, and thanks for the great rock and roll yeah and you yeah pleasure absolute pleasure thanks man Here is one of the songs I talked with Pete about that I really dug on the new Battle Lines album. This is Run With Me from Vega on Back to the Arena, the interviews.
That is Run With Me from Vega. That'll conclude this episode of Back to the Arena, the interviews. More information, again, uh, about Vega at vegaofficial.co.uk. Find them on Facebook at Official Vega Page and on Instagram at Vega UK. Thanks again to Pete Newdeck uh, joining us on this episode. And I thank you, the listeners, for tuning in, uh, downloading the podcast, and listening to the great stuff we talk about here on the show along with the great rock. I will see you next time for another great interview on Back to the Arena, the interviews. Bye-bye. Click subscribe and catch the next episode of Back to the Arena, the interviews. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast.